subject and uh, talking about the things that, that take our strength the things that choke us for the, within so it is an absolute joy to be sharing about these things and as I've been studying and researching they are some of the most undeveloped, unpracticed things that are, that are so life changing benevolent detachment what is it it's a practice of giving everything and everyone to God to leave it all behind to leave our past to leave our resentments to leave our disappointments I was in Dublin and John said something he quoted a a guy that he'd read recently and he said this fella said depression is a result can be the result of a thousand little disappointments and in the middle of lockdown and just coming out of lockdown I went like my heart leaped with that because I thought that's true a thousand little disappointments we didn't get to the holiday we didn't get to the party we didn't get to the wedding we didn't you know all these things the health the losses all these wee things building up can result in such a, you know, a dark cloud and our peace and strength been totally zapped from us. So it's really the practice of leaving all behind. And as we move into this, I've got three things to talk about in uh, different parts of this. But you know, this sense of new year, a new beginning, Charles was sharing, sharing with us with the Broken Chains guys on Sunday there, that... Uh, it's a fresh start, right? But it's like, how do I, how do I get that? How do I, how can I practically take take that on? Because as as David tells in front of Lane, you know, in the in the study of trauma, it's it's how so hard that we carry all this stuff about us, carry this story. But I I have been doing this the last weeks, practicing more and more, but. I'm not minimising or uh, underestimating the, the impact of these things. But there's a discipline here that can help us carry what we, only what we need to carry into new days. And get into a new year, getting a new start and having new strength, uh, you know, these things are crucial, key, important disciplines to practice that I don't have to carry my previous year. 
I don't have to carry the weights and the burdens and the hurts and the hang-ups and the hates and the resentments and the failures and disappointments into a new day, never Amen. mind a new year. Amen. So this is how the this, this discipline is the practice, a simple thing that we can do daily that actually releases us. St. Augustine said, we must empty ourselves of all that fills us so that we may be filled with what we're empty of. Profound. And again, a guy that was speaking hundreds of years before technology, they, un- they spoke with such depth of truth. You know, because this is, a, this is what's true. That song says, the world will try, try, but it can never fill. So, you know, this stuff that we try and fill ourselves with, that we're trying to ease the pain, medicate the pain, get a bit of relief, get a bit of release. But it just it tries, it tries, but as we all know, we could have, I could have everybody lined up here and, can anybody testify about this? <laughs> you know, and we could all say, well, wait till I tell you my story. Wait till I tell you how I've failed. Wait till I tell you how I've ruined things. Wait till how I've sabotaged my life. You know, we could, everybody could line up and tell us uh, each one of us different ways how that's been true. So the goal is we're aiming for release. The things that we latch onto. Attachment is about the things that I attach onto and get entangled with. And I get so caught up with. And they things, I carry them into my next day. My next. Those people, those irritations, those words, those accusations. Uh, remember Jesus in John 12. He says, the ruler of this world is coming, but he's got nothing in me belonging to him. He's got, nothing, he's got no power over me. There's nothing in me that he can, he's got a hoarder. See, see, he's saying, I'm, I'm above it. I've, I've learned to live above this. See, when, when we keep getting hooked with all sorts of stuff, it keeps us earthbound. It keeps us trapped to those things. And like Nan, we worried about the, the dog with the stake in the ground. We, we, we've only got limited, restricted access of our lives because we're, we've got this thing that we're, we're so caught up with. So, given everyone... And everything to God. How do we do this? To make room for God. To fill the vessel of our soul. We have to begin to move out. Some of the unnecessary (coughs) clutter. Some of these things that I'm naming there. And that's. We're going to have time to do this later. What is it for you? Because we can name all the the words. The buzzwords. (coughs) But the thing is. It's about. Right. What is it for you? And are you willing to listen? Are you willing to let God to say, here, there's things you need to let go of. There's things that you, you need, you, that, that thing there that you're obsessing about, that thing that you're, that you're uh, holding on to, they need to let go of that. And it could be so good. It could be great things. And we'll get to that. But it, it, can, be, it can be the temptation. Of, well, this is, this, is, this is great, this thing I'm doing. So, the cares, the upsets, the burdens, the regrets, the resentments, the past failures. I was in a class with Dave recently and I was a, a, one of the boys sharing of the hatred from 
from 20-some years past, carrying things that were still utterly defining his life now. I'm looking at this going, I mean, look, look at, well, we devotional, paints a picture that I've, I've, never, I've never captured uh, anywhere else, to be honest. It helped me so much. I think of a soldier on a march. What would you think if you saw him carrying all the old, worn-out uniforms and shoes of previous marches? You'd be going, what are you doing, you dafty? What are you carrying all that for? <coughs> Only carry what you need for the march. Only carry what you need. Jesus says, you know, that this, in Matthew 11, 12, 28, sorry, in the message it says, follow me and I'll show you how to live freely and lightly. Meaning, only needing to carry what you need for the day. Casting all the things, unhelpful things aside. Uh, so, first point I want to make is this as I said last night, when I started preparing this, things started happening. Timmy. Uh, I had uh, I had temptations, like serious ones, to get really attached to things. Family who were projecting all sorts of fear onto me and it was quite inconsiderate and selfish. And I, I, I nearly reacted into it because I'm, I'm, I'm getting angry. Because this person was acting this way when I was offering them an opportunity. And, but because of the fear in name, you know, the way they were acting was, was quite hurtful. But it was like, uh, it was so difficult, as we all know, when it's people close to us, it's so difficult not to get embroiled, not to get entangled with their stuff, with the annoyance here. And then I had a... Uh, an old, really close person to me, really, really close, who has been really distant after all these years. And then the pain of that, and I'm wanting to say something, and I'm lying and I heard this, surrender it to me. Give it to me, as I heard. And I thought, the old me wants to say, I would have been, what's up, up? What's up? You know, and, and since then, things have changed, but that, that, that's a rescue for me. Because the more I start, I, I, I react into it, I get even more entangled. Because they didn't respond to me. They, they're not talking to me after all these years. You know? Um, so, it's so easy to get caught up in the drama. In unhealthy ways. This is John's quoting us. And we're unable to see clearly. We're unable to set boundaries and respond freely. Because we become so twisted together. We become so uh, caught up in. And we can't see and, we ha- and, 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 and all this stuff is so defiling our perspective. You know, that, the, you know I remember a friend got a vision. Uh, we Adam, remember? Uh, we were in his room. We were there at the time, we Adam, Drysdale. But he had a vision. And he said he was looking before this beautiful forest and bunnies and all that. And he goes... God said to me, you're, you're so focused. There was an old dying tree in the middle of it all. And he goes, looking at that tree, what the heck's that? And he said, you're so focused on that, you fail to see all the beauty. Mm-hmm. And this is what happens when we get enmeshed. We get so caught up that we fail. We, we lose our peace, we lose our joy. We lose our ability to respond freely 
because we're so entangled. So uh, the results of this is, you know, we forget where we end and where others begin. Uh, we obsess about issues. We obsess about the other person. We only at rest. Mature adults have learned how to create healthy distance between themselves and the thing that they've become entangled with. You know, to create that space is what the word detachment means. I've learned to disentangle. I've mean I've learned to detach. And the word <coughs> benevolent is a kindly day in it. Because if I just go, I just get rid of you, I detach for you. You can do still be in resentment with that. I'm detaching for you. You can use this spiritual pride and superiority complex. And and, and you know, we use that to to I'm just no talking to them. But this is how it's important to be kind about it because we're saying, I'm recognising it, I'm loving you, I'm being kind about it, I'm getting healthy distance for my own sake because the closer I'm getting here, the more toxic I'm becoming and the more I'm going to react into your situation with a very, no, a nice spirit mm-hmm. and end up even, you know, the works of the flesh are evident and, you know, against such, it says about the fruits of the spirit, there is no law, there is no consequence. But there's consequences when I react in the flesh. That's why the law is in place. <laughs> so a wee example of this, and my wife is she's she's uh, volunteered to to uh, to use me here. Put it my jumper. They're working. Hey, see these other two. See these other two bullets. The other two. This is my my wife because we waited and prayed about this, and Linda had this beautiful vision. But it's you this is what you have to remember. You know the thing is. A couple of the bullets bounced right off me. But this stuck to me like Velcro. So John said this. I don't know if it's came for him or not, but he's right at saying it's about being untangled. It means peeling apart the Velcro by which this person, relationship, crisis, global <laughs> issue, whatever it is, has attached itself to you or you to it. That's what it looks like. I'm walking about, oh, maybe one, we care. But next minute I've got one on my back, I've got one on my side. I've got all these things that are stuck to me. And they wonder then, I start... And I mean, uh, the, the men in Joshua 7, that Nan had mentioned this other night, the, 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 the children of Israel, uh, Joshua, were moving and conquering everything. And sin entered the camp. And it was only this small group of men in AI came out and they actually, they actually conquered the, 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 Josh's men. And it was because they had sin contaminating them and the presence of the Lord had left them. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is another thing that can happen. When I accumulate things, all of a sudden I'm going, what's going on here? I'm so full of so many things filling me that I become, I mean, I say you should say to my pal, you become that weak, you can't, guys, guys that were tough, tough boys, Grew up with, so, they were so overwhelmed with the burdens of life that were un, 
uh, touched in their lives, unremoved in their hearts, they could hardly tie a shoelace. Became so disabled, so paralysed, and unable to act freely because of the things they were carrying. That's what it does. So don't think we're, we're, we're so invincible that this stuff can be, can I let it accumulate and walk about with and it's not having an impact? It does have impact. So, um, getting some healthy distance, detaching in love, it is, it's a, it is a, it's one, a, it's a warfare, uh, it's one, it's a great discipline to be able to uh, give myself and all I've ever met a fresh start for the day, to forget all that lies behind me, to deliberately stop thinking about it, to breathe in the rich blessings of this new day. That is, that, doing that on a daily basis is like a new year every, every, every day. Because the movie, ever seen the movie 51st Dates? Adam Sandler and Drew Maribor, thanks. <laughs> uh, and so she's got amnesia. It's a beautiful movie. But, you know, the, 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 at the end especially, she's got amnesia. So 51st Dates, is, she has to keep having dates because she doesn't remember who the guy is. Who are you? You were getting married yesterday. I don't even know you. And, but at the end of it, there's hope came because she was waking up and there was a photo of her, <laughs> of her wee child. A photo of her wedding day. Uh, photos of all the great things in her life. And she was going, wow, I'm married. Wow, I've got children. And see, when we, when we don't think like that, we lose the awe of the people and the gifts that God's given us. And we waste our days full of, full of crap that we obsess about. And it's no God that's been glorified. Evil's goal is to steal, kill and destroy your life. Destroy the plan of God. Destroy our uh, ability to be who we're meant to be to our children and wives. And uh, so that, that, that really moved me because I, I do feel that that film is like, I can live like that. You know, we can live like that. We can actually fight in such a way. First Corinthians 9, Paul says, uh, listen, in a race, everybody runs. Look at the 100 metre sprint. Everybody's racing. Only one wins. Run in such a way that you would obtain the prize. Or, or it means live your life in such a way that you'll win. He says, athletes, they, they do this for an imperishable crown, a perishable crown. One that's just going to, you know, rot. Live like this, be temperate in all things, because you're doing it for an imperishable crown. Live your life in such a way that you would obtain this. So we're encouraged to, to uh, you know, he says, don't be, let the books are beat, one who's beaten there, directing your efforts and hitting them. <coughs> fight, uh, fight, fight effectively. Direct your efforts successfully to overcome. And this is one of these practices. It, it's so lost with all these, ah, it's a bit simple that... Practicing these things, the, the 12 steps have got it clear, let go, let God. Yeah. Practicing the, 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 these things and, and developing in them is, you know, these, these have got great worth for us. Uh, so the next thing was, again, I could just quote all the information, but what happened with me was, I got this text from somebody who was a rescuer. Mm. 
in my life. Who would always be pursuing people to the fact that their lives were out of balance. They text me, and I text this person, and phone them, no response. But this person said to me, don't give up on them. I felt the burden of this, the weight of this, the guilt. And at the beginning of the year, you know, we were talking back and forth with some of them here about the John 5, and Jesus asked the man, at the 38 year by the side of a pool, ill for 38 years, do you want to be well? Do you want to be well? And the... Uh, so I'm listening to this guy, uh, <coughs> uh, Bayless Conlon, Conlon, whatever his name is, and he came out of rehab and he goes, the Teen Challenge rehab he was in America, he says, if the person wanting to come in didn't date himself, didn't phone and pursue, they didn't get in. Because he goes, if, if your granny had to bring you, if your mother was having to push you in the door, he says, you're, you're, you're demonstrating you're not you're no wanting this yourself. And so, that, so where am I going with this? So here, here's, here's, here's Jesus. Mark 1, 35 to 38. In the morning, long before daylight, he got up went out to this deserted, isolated, lonely place by himself, and he prayed. He sought this communion with God. Peter and those who were with him followed him, pursuing him eagerly, hunting him out. Right? Hunting this is quite a word. I'm going, where is he? You know what I mean? We're all looking about, where is he? What was driving them? They found him and they said to him, everybody's looking for you. And he said, let us go into a neighbouring country because I need to preach here also. That's, that's, for that's why I came. His fo- followers pursuing him eagerly, <coughs> hunting him out. Why? Everybody's looking for you. They want you and are demanding your time and attention. Jesus is saying, let's go somewhere else. I've got the good news to spread in these other places as well. <coughs> so, I go, I, I, personally, I would say, I mean, what? All these people are demanding your time, your attention. Think of the applause, the praise, the good feeling we get when all these people want us and need us. Are you mad? But he demonstrates an ability to up and leave what appears to be the greatest of work. Now, God revealed this to me over this period. The greatest of work, of course it's the greatest of work. You're saying that, work, that's so no important. Appears to be the greatest of work. To do what? To go and spend time with his father alone. To not take on burdens that one has to carry. So the research for this, Carmen, uh, done, done, uh, she went in a, you know, done a bit of research in different uh, subjects and, and uh, so it was Carmen that got this part. That it's when we take on other things that God never asked us to do that the problems begin. You know, and the, and the start of this that I was saying there was detaching for these demands. Been able to say, wait a minute, before I latch on and attach myself to this pressure that everybody needs me, everybody's looking for me, and then what that impact that has on my inner life, my spiritual balance, who I'm, what have I got left for my family after that? 
I'm so spent because I, I, I'm not aware of my need to be able to say, well, wait a minute. So Jesus demonstrated this. This is exactly what it is. He just says, what? Ah, you are all saying they all need me. And, no, let, let's go out here. I've still, I'm still going to alert to share. I was still committed to the kingdom advancement. But but the problems began when, he, when, when, uh, when we take on the things that God never asked us. So why is this? And in prep for this, I get set in this devotional. Jesus saying, learn from my example. I put aside this work, this seemingly greatest of work, saving souls, to spend time alone with my father. Do you know, Hank, I knew that many people in the crowd were, only, were just there for nothing more than idle curiosity? Do you know, uh, he says, there must be no race into the kingdom. It's not the shouting of the mob or the big crowds, but it's a still small voice that alone persuade men that I'm the Son of God. Why be surrounded by crowds, with big massive groups, if they did not really want to learn from and follow me? What a question. <coughs> follow me, because this is what I've done, he's saying, the Christ into the quiet places of prayer. So, he demonstrates a freedom of heart that wasn't driven by the demands of those around him or the need to please or to win the praise of men. Some that we would be wise to develop in. He knew that we some, they weren't really serious about following him. So why be surrounded with him? Follow me, the Christ, into the quiet places of prayer. I mentioned at Charity's retreat recently about this uh, thing that really struck me by this. God had told me to study the history of the AA and I learned about Frank Bookman helping folk all day long, every day, all day, from morning till night. And Nadie was being transformed, he says. I'm, I'm so frustrated. And a man comes into his path and says, are you listening to God for these people? And he goes, no. I'm so driven by the demands of what's before me and I'm trying to help and help. But they've only been transformed. And that man made a commitment which utterly challenged me. To wait in God in the morning, every morning at a certain hour. So this is what Jesus is uh, demonstrating here. He went al- away alone, and it was his father that told him, "Go here now. I don't need you there." If we're driven by the demands, we'll go. We'll, we'll, we'll be pulled for pillar to post all the time. And I know it's difficult when there's so much need around us, but coming for this place of depth, coming for this place of deep communion in God brings the, a better ability to, to, uh, to navigate without taking all these things on it crushes. And our weaknesses of pleasing people and our weaknesses of needing to, you know, uh, uh, needing, needing to win the praise of men. Oh, because what are they going to think of us, you know? What are they going to think of our know everything to every person every, every time? But there has to be, you know, the growth in our spiritual life has to bring a strength that's able to say no it's no me I can't arrest you everybody and the first time I heard John Eldridge say not everybody is going to be rescued it was quite it was quite a thing a a shock to me to hear that because you see some of the clips he played in Saving Private Ryan people are killed in the battle this is a war that people are getting taken out in and some people as we all know actually get taken out. Some people don't receive the help. It's sad. 
but it may, it should make us even more determined to keep our hearts, uh, you know, uh, focused, keep our hearts right. So, all that said, what's the invitation for Jesus? The invitation is this unburdened life. Giving everyone, everything to God. You know, invites us to come to him for rest and refreshment. To cast and throw all our cares onto him. A little bit, a bit like that, the Lion King song, remember Akuna Matata? Come on, man. (laughs) Philosophy, that's it. So, you know, this, this, the worries is the things that causes, that, that, that feel or causes to feel troubled over actual or potential difficulties. Worries. This word wasn't uh, was in the English language until the 19th century. The, the, if you look at the old King James authorised version of the Bible, it's cares. Talk about the cares of this life. Be careful for nothing. Um, so, the word care is something that draws us in different directions. Something that distracts us. Things that cause our minds to have an anxious care. The things that worry and obsess our minds concern and trouble us. Absorb and capture our attention. They choke and strangle and they crowd out the peace. So, Jesus, Jesus is inviting us to no worry. Right? He's inviting us to say, be careful for nothing. So this Hakuna Matata, it means no worries. Now you think, oh, that's not true, that's an immature life. But you're going, Jesus in uh, Matthew 6 says, take no thought for tomorrow. But in the New Translation it says, don't worry. But take no thought uh, actually means to refuse to have distracting cares. Refuse to have these things that would distract and take our minds up. I had a dream last night. In the dream, uh, people were here and were going, I can't wait for Saturday night. Can't wait for that session on Saturday night. And in my heart, I'm going, oh, 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 you know, you're going to miss everything else. So, see, this is a message translation of Matthew 6, 34. Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. Don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. Now, that can be, we can be obsessing and worrying in the wrong way, but we can also miss what God has got the new. We can miss what God's got the new because we're not staying present. We're not staying alert and awake to what's happening. You know, what's happening in the new. So give your entire attention to what God is doing now. Enter into it. Don't let it be stolen by me projecting about, I can't wait to that point, point and miss what's happening now. That's it. Keep it in the day. Keep, be, be present. Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. Don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. These things then become these cares. Now, 
remember the parable of the sower, so for some they will. In Matthew and Mark and, and Luke, it's, uh, you know, there's four grounds of the heart, Jesus says, and basically only one ground produced a beautiful return, producing this amazing return on what was put into the ground. The third, the third ground was seed falls in this ground and the cares, sorry, the, 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 the thorns, falls amongst thorny ground, thorns choke and the, the, seed, the, fruit, the seed becomes unfruitful. And so basically what it's then translated as is the thorns are the cares of this life, the anxious distractions, worries, all these things that obsess us, other desire for other things, desire for, for different pleasures and all that. But these things strangle, they strangle the word and nothing comes yet. We all know if we get taken up with all sorts of worry, what does it do to us? We lose our joy, we, we, and, and then it can lead us down paths of, let's, I need to medicate with something. So what we're instructed to do is cast another old word that we don't use now, but that's get throw it off you. Throw, I mean, violently, aggressively, get that off of me. You know, I'm not, I'm not actually holding on to this. Throw off all these, these distraction cares. Throw off these burdens. Throw off these fears and disappointments. <coughs> Throw them off. Do what you need to do. There's a, it's, a, it's an action word. Get this off me. Yeah. Come on. All your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, this is amplified once and for all. Meaning, I'm not picking this back up. So I'm waiting my wife. Beautiful vision. Never heard anything like it. We're praying about this verse. And Linda has this vision of a big bag of mail going into the post office. And it went into a machine. Now I'm taking it that when they go in, it's not just, uh, it would have been years ago, men had jobs to fix and sort all the mail. Now it goes into certain machines and the machines know where to put the hang and organise it all. There's a system that knows what to do. It knows what to do with your mail. And I was going, oh my goodness. God said, I know what to do with your cares when you give me them. I know how to deal with your stuff. I know, I know, I know where to send it. I know how to rectify it. I know how to write it. So that is, to have that is, that's why I'm doing this. I'm not just going, oh, I'm just forgetting about this, but I've got no faith in what I'm doing with When I know what I'm doing with it, when I know what God's going to actually do with it, that he's going to right my wrongs. And I've seen this working out, and it doesn't happen first class. <laughs> yes, he might he might deal with some things quickly, but I mean this thing happened to us in uh, 2019, quite a difficult, very difficult issue with family and holiday, and it separated the family for about a year and a bit. But on the, on the plane going home, God said to me, "Give this to me," and, and I heard, "This is you're going to write this. You're going to create circumstances that's going to that's going to." that's going to disarm and diffuse all of this, this situation. That sticky situation. <laughs> you know, and that's, that is great to know that actually I'm not just, this is not just let go and let God. But you're going, I'm actually saying, God, I trust you that you're far wiser than me. The things that I would do to rectify this situation could probably make it worse. 
and I end up getting in there with a big boot on and, you know, start hurting folk and offending folk and insensitively, I'm making amends right now. And I'll make an amends with that person and actually make it worse. Because I get in there with my own, uh, with my own uh, issues unresolved or need to be, need to get released. So, so the wisdom of God to be able to restrain ourselves before we do certain things. Message translation says, Live carefree before God. This is Hakuna Matata. Live carefree. That is the invitation. Carefree. Claiming carefree life. Claim freedom from cares. Claim freedom from carrying this stuff. This is, I know, as I say, I'm not underestimating the, the, the trauma that's been in our lives. But a lot, of, a lot of stuff we can deal with. A lot of these issues that we carry are patterned a way of thinking. That I keep bringing up my past, I keep dwelling on this, and I keep fixating on it, and I keep remembering it. A man on a climb on top of a mountain doesn't spend his time when he gets to the top of the summit focusing on his, the faults and the failures and the trips and his missteps he spent getting up to the top of it. He's looking out to the beauties that he's got now. So we us forget the things, the faults and the failures. Breathe in the rich blessings of what's like first to states. Breathe in. I mean, I'm getting up today, I'm going... I'm, I am living a dream, a God-given dream. Yep. I've got friends, family, the people around me. I am so grateful. So I, I've got so much to be thankful for. We've all got so much to be thankful for. So the, the pattern of breathing in, remembering that, you know, and, and uh, you know that, that, that continues then to renew and fill our life. What renew means to give fresh life to do not be conformed to this world and uh, its ways, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You know, the fact is that this, this giving fresh life to means I don't continue to fit into the old partner, how my mother thought, how my granny thought, how we react to all certain things, how, how, we, how, we, you know, how we historically thought and reacted. Uh, so... Just to finish... Uh, is Philippians 4 6. Again, it says, Be careful for nothing. This is the original. Be careful for nothing. Don't be full of all this stuff. But instead, through through prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, get, make your requests be made known to God. Make your concerns. Instead of worrying and stressing and obsessing, pray. Be careful for nothing. The things that draw us in all sorts of directions and trouble us, pray. That's our part, benevolent detachment, giving everything and everyone to God. So I'm going to put a wee bit of quiet music on. And I'm just going to ask some questions. And I want everybody to write. <coughs> or just wait quietly to be... To be to, if, it, if you feel things are coming up for you, fine. But wait a wee, well, wait a wee five minutes and ask, what is it you need to let go of? What do I need to let go of as I get into this new year? What am I need to, who, who is it I need to let go of? <laughs> what, I, what, what, what is it I need to let go of? Is it past shame? Is it past regret? Regrets, the disappointments in yourself for what you've, what you've done and what you've not done? That's massive. Regret kills us, man. Regret keeps us stuck in this current coming against us. It's so hard to move forward when we're carrying all that. Fears. Fears of the future, fears of getting it right. The past failures, carrying the things 
God, God, God invites us into an unburdened life. Yes. He does not plan for us to carry our own sins, the burdens <laughs> of our sins. He has made, he has, he has made the way to clear every, every uh, wipe the slate clean. It says in Colossians about the handwritten note that was against us has been utterly uh, uh, ripped apart, torn apart. You're going to court and you're a guilty person. He goes, it's been destroyed, it's cancelled, it's disarmed. It no longer is a verdict on you. That's what he's done. So we do not need to carry it. So as we wait quietly, have these, have these uh, you know, a wee bit of reflection for yourself. I've got helium. And this was Dr. Thompson that gave me this idea. Because I was asking, how do we... I've got Charles. I've got Charles. I've got Charles. It's going to come up and uh, speak his... He's a message. <laughs> Charles is going to give a message. <laughs> uh, so, but after writing this, I'm going to give you a balloon each. And, and, and blow this balloon up with the helium. And we're all going to go outside as an act of faith. We're going to let the things go. Mm. <coughs> we're going to let these things go. After God's gave us, you know, every person what that would be for you. And then we'll support each other to say, I'm giving this or that person or whatever it is. I'd like to be, could I wrote all the things in the balloons? Maybe they weren't big enough for somebody's written up. You know, <laughs> to, <laughs> Very good. A hot, a hot airplane guy shouting, brilliant. <laughs> so, uh, we'll spend just. I'll put this on for five minutes. So, guys, if you're listening in and you want to join us in this exercise, you want to take that step of faith with us. Uh, I encourage you to wait for five minutes. I'll, I'll let the, the soft music play in the background. Ask God, what, what things do I need to let go of? You've heard everything that's been said, whatever it is for you. Identify those things. And take this, you know, opportunity to say, I am taking a step of faith to let this thing go. And, and uh, find that release. And take this uh, offer of an unburdened life to learn to live freely and lightly for these things that have been carrying and weighing me down. So I, I pray it really, uh, something really shifts for you and you find that breakthrough.
This has been the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to connect with our services or you want more info or details about upcoming events, connect with us online at www.freedomfighter.life or drop us an email at info at freedomfighters.life. Until next time, God bless you.